Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is the Steel Curtain Network's Dave Schofield coming at you Thursday morning, as usual, rolling through May. Here we go. That's right. The Steelers are still doing some off-season activities. They're in phase two. OTAs uh, are coming up soon. Then you'll have minicamp, the break, training camp. I don't want to wish it all away. I don't. I kind of like to enjoy this time of year. But I really want my Steelers football. I'm torn. I'm really torn right now because it's the end of the school year. My kids are going to be done school. I'm like, yes, get some nice summer break. But at the same time, I want summer to be over so I can get me some Steelers football. So that that's why I'm torn about the whole thing. But uh, maybe that's just that's just me. I, I have something to look forward to. I don't get that down because the summer's over because I know that Steelers football will be there for half the year anyway. It's meaning school year. And that's just some really great stuff. But, hey, I hope you're enjoying this time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, with all this stuff going on, this team is continuing to build. It, it's I think it's exciting. I really am excited about this team coming up. I know Jeff Hartman hates that P word of potential, but there potentially could be some stuff with this Steelers team that if things can come together right, this is a team that other ones will have to look out for. Love the schedule, uh, parts of it. I, I mean, I love that we know the schedule. That's what I want to say. Love that we know the schedule. Uh, it's a little bit tough with the Steelers having two Thursday games. Uh, as I said on the Scobro Show this week, the Steelers are the only AFC team with two actual Thursday games, meaning Thursday games that are on a short week. Because the NFL doesn't really count the Thursday game that opens the season. Because it's coming off a bye after the preseason, that, that extra time. It's not the teams are playing on a short week. Because that's the only other team that has two Thursday games in the AFC is Kansas City. And one of them is week one. And that one doesn't count. And I have numbers to back up that that one doesn't count. Because if that one counts, then Detroit has three. That's right. The Lions have three. They play 
on Thanksgiving. They play in the opener, and they have another Thursday game. So that's why that one doesn't count, because then Detroit would have three, and they're only allowed to have two short-week Thursday games. Um, and then there's also uh, some games in there, well, one game in there the week after Thanksgiving, where the NFL was smart with this one. They take two teams, two of the six teams that play on Thanksgiving Day, and they match them up the following Thursday. Uh well, I mean, they were supposed to play each other at some point in the season, but they scheduled that one the following Thursday. So they're playing a Thursday game, but on a full week's rest because they played the previous Thursday. But the Steelers having two, only AFC team to have that. Yikes. Seems kind of tough. I was shocked at how many NFC teams have two Thursday games. I really was. But the, the NFL did do them some favors with them. They're both at home. Huge advantage on Thursday nights being at home. Huge advantage. Really tough for the Steelers to win on the road on Thursdays. I don't know when the last time is. They won a road game on a Thursday. I should have had that looked up, but I, I don't know. It's I can't think of one. Um, it's it's just a difficult task. But they've only lost one Thursday game at home since they moved into Heinz Field slash Acrisure Stadium, and that was the SCOBY debacle uh, back in 2015. Yes, 2015, uh, and a game that the Steelers had wrapped up and things just fell apart. So that's the only Thursday loss that they had. That was to the Ravens in week three. That's the only Thursday loss they have since they started implementing the regular Thursday night games. So that, that's interesting to see. That's an interesting part of the schedule. But uh, I think there's some some good parts there. There's some in, great ways where they spread out when the Steelers have to travel to the West Coast and things of that nature. So that was some good news. But let's dive into our topic. Uh, I'm going to answer two questions. I don't think I'm going to run out of time, but I can't answer the second one. Um, the first one comes via email. This comes from Rick Fell. I've answered emails from him before. Um, but he was just he, – he thought he might be late on this topic. He said – here you go. This is this was entitled uh, Sophomore Quarterbacks. He said Dan Marino had 5,000 yards and went to the Super Bowl. Big Ben won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady was thrown into the fire and developed through the season and won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes had 5,000 yards and was one play away from the Super Bowl. So it's not unthinkable to think that Kenny Pick, with Kenny Pickett's confidence and commanding presence, that it's possible for, for the Steelers to have some success here. He wants to know what has been the success – of steel of not just Steelers NFL quarterbacks going into their second season. Well, I took some liberties with the question to kind of answer it in a way that was easier for me to get good information and everything else. Um, I went back to two through 2000. That's I, that's just all the further I went back because man, it would have been crazy to go back before that. And, and I kind of wanted to include Ben Roethlisberger in this. And I'm only looking at first round quarterbacks, quarterbacks selected in the first round of the draft. And I wanted to see what they did in their second NFL season. Now, I've talked about this before. Pro Football Reference does some great stuff and everything uh, with, with where I'm getting my data because that's where it's coming from. But one downfall I have here is the one thing, unless I went through case by case and pulled them out, then that was going to be more time than <laughs> what it was going to be worth to just compile everything myself. These are considered a player's second year in the league. Second year in the league is how it's classified because some of these quarterbacks didn't play a year. Most of them, it would be their first year. Even though they were first-round draft picks, if they didn't appear in a game their first year, 
then their second season is technically the third season after they were drafted. Not a first-round draft pick, but an example of this, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph started all those games in what was considered his rookie season because he did not appear in a game his first year. Now, he was a third-round quarterback. Jeff talked about him on Let's Ride Wednesday, great episode. If you didn't check it out, make sure you catch that one. But there's a couple other ones. Like, for example, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, technically his second season in the NFL was 2005. He was drafted in 2003. First overall pick. First overall pick in 2003. And guess what? Did not play a game. Did not play a game his rookie season. So that's just one example. Another example that ends up on this list, oh, I got to check and see what year it was, was um, Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell was a first-round draft pick, but he did not play at all his first season in the NFL. So his second season was technically the third year after he was drafted. I didn't go through and look at every single one. Uh, yeah, Jason Campbell was second. He was drafted in 2005, but his second season was considered 2007. I, I didn't go through every single one and check these. These were a couple that just jumped out at me. For the most part, these quarterbacks are ones that were on their their second season after they were drafted because they at least appeared in a game in one way or the other. Here's the other thing that I did to filter this out. There were still some quarterbacks. They could have been injured. They could have still not been in the starting lineup. They could have been in the starting lineup and benched. I filtered these because there were so many. I filtered them down to players who only started at least 10 games in their second season as a quarterback. If they still weren't starting more than 10 games, they weren't going to give the numbers that I needed anyway. So that's why I filtered that out and only went with quarterbacks that, that started at least 10 games during their second season, and they were first-round draft picks. These are all things that we're hoping for Kenny Pickett. We're hoping he starts 10 games. There's not a problem. You know, don't even want to talk about it. Knock on wood. There, there you go. That's done. We're not having that conversation. So here's what it is, going back to 2000. They could have been drafted in 99. Um, in fact, I think some of these are, I mean, when I go back and sort them by year, um, for example, I've got Dante Culpepper, Donovan McNabb, and Achilles Smith. Uh, that They were playing their second season in 2000, so they were on this list. I'm going to tell you, there were 51 quarterbacks, 51 quarterbacks on this list, 51. So the question is, here you go, here's a good trivia question, since 2000, what quarterback won the most starts in their second season in the NFL? And that answer would be do, 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 Lamar Jackson with 13 wins. 13 wins for Lamar Jackson in 15 starts in 2009. Uh, that's, that's where he was. Now, how did that equate um, for Jackson? That equated in an 0-1 playoff record. Um, in his second season. So lots of wins in the regular season, but it didn't really transfer on. But So Lamar Jackson, he had 13 wins. Patrick Mahomes was second with 12. Then there was a very large cluster of 11 players who had 11 wins, 11 wins in their second season, and these were all players that did not play more than 16 games. All of these were, were since it went up to – to set, or before it went up to 17 games, sorry. 
So those 11 players are in no particular order, 11, 11 wins or more, or not or more, 11 wins exactly in their, in their second season. Doesn't mean they started all 16 games. Mitch Trubisky, okay, he, was a, he, was a, he was 11 and 3. Okay, Mitch Trubisky, 11 and 3. Deshaun Watson was 11 and 5. Jared Goff, 11 and 4. Carson Wentz was 11 and 2. I think we kind of know what happened there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he was 11 and 5. Andrew Luck was 11 and 5. Mark Sanchez was 11 and 5. Eli Manning, 11 and 5. Carson Palmer, remember this was technically his third year, um, but but it was second year playing, was 11 and 5. Dante Culpepper was 11 and 5. And last but not least, Donovan McNabb was 11 and 5. Those were the quarterbacks that won 11 games. All of them, with the exception of Teddy Bridgewater, all of them were drafted in the first 12 picks of the first round. That's just what it was. Teddy Bridgewater was the 32nd pick. So then there was some other other quarterbacks that had really nice second seasons. There were, they had 10 wins. Okay. Joe Burrow was 10 and 6. Josh Allen was 10 and 6. Christian Ponder in 2012 went 10 and 6. And Josh Freeman for Tampa in 2010, he went 10 and 6. Uh, when you go back and look at it for how many players finished with nine wins or more, nine wins or more, you were looking at 25 of the 51. So roughly half, roughly half of the quarterbacks, second year, first round draft pick, started at least 10 games, won nine games. Now, out of these, obviously there's not players that only started 10 games that were there. Uh, at, when I did this filter down, the, the oh, there was only two players that started exactly 10 games. Um, in this scenario, one was Sam Bradford, who went one and nine, and the other was Blaine Gabbert, who went one and nine. Uh, I'll be honest with you, nobody who who started only ten or eleven games um, finished with a winning record, with the exception of one Tim D. Tebow in two thousand eleven. He was seven and four um, in, in eleven starts. Otherwise, these guys were getting. More more starts than just the ten that I was talking about, but yes, yeah, uh, twenty five out of out of fifty nine. One of those players who had nine wins or more, that would be one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger in two thousand five. He went nine and twelve. Remember, he missed four games that season. Um, let's we'll just we'll just kind of not. Yeah, he missed four games that season. We'll leave it at that. Um, and went nine and twelve. But here's the thing about one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. He's an elite club, and that is when you go to the postseason. Ben Roethlisberger, since 2000, is the only quarterback that won a Super Bowl in his second season. He's it. That's the list. Going back to 2000, that's the list. It was Ben Roethlisberger. In his, in his second NFL season, uh, his postseason record was 4-0. Honestly, there was only three quarterbacks who won more than one postseason game, won multiple postseason games in their second season after after they being drafted in the first round. And those two players are Joe Burrow. He went three and one, lost Super Bowl. 
And in 2010, Mark Sanchez, he went two and one before falling to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC championship game. Um, That's the only ones that had multiple playoff wins. There's only 11 players, 11 players drafted in the first round quarterbacks in their second season that won a playoff game since 2000, 11, 11 out of those 51. And those 11 are, I already mentioned the three, Roethlisberger, Burrow, Sanchez, Dante Culpepper, Joe Flacco, Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes, Donovan McNabb, Tim Tebow, we don't want to talk about that one, and Michael Vick. That's it. That's it. 11. 11 quarterbacks in their se- drafted the first round in their second season won a playoff game. Remember that. Remember that. So if Kenny Pickett's able to get the Steelers to the postseason and win a playoff game, that's a pretty elite club. If he wins more than one, to me, that's that's asking an awful lot of the Steelers team. I'm not saying it can't happen, but that would exceed my expectations for this season, my realistic expectations, I should say. Um, and that would really put him in an elite group. That would be quite an elite group with Roethlisberger, Burrow, and <laughs> butt fumble. I mean, Mark Sanchez. So now, just so you know, out of those 51 quarterbacks that started at least 10 games, in their second season after being drafted in the first round. I keep repeating this because I want to make sure that I'm not not putting any information out there that you're that, that, that you could take the wrong way. Out of those 51 quarterbacks since 2000, 20 of them made the postseason. 20 of them made the postseason. So not even half. Or when I say made the postseason, I sorry, rephrase, appeared in the postseason. I got to put that one out there because I want Carson Wentz. You know, it's not that the team didn't go. It's that he was not able to take the field. So that means, yeah, you got 20 of them. 11, 11 of them have a win. Nine of them made the playoffs but did not win a game. Those are, just to, just to give them to you, Josh Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Garf. Not Garf, Garf who's Jared Garf? Jared Garf. Jared Goff. Lamar Jackson, Eli Manning, Carson Palmer. Yeah, that was technically his third season, and we all know what happened there. I feel terrible because he was one for one for 66 yards, um, and that was it before he was injured, and the Steelers won that game. All right, Mitch Trubisky did not win the playoff game. Um, Deshaun Watson and Vince Young. So that's some of the information when it comes to winning and records and things of that nature. Uh, We're going to go ahead and take our quick break. I'll come back and look at some stats when it comes to yards and touchdowns. We'll just look at who were some of the best that did that. And then I'll get on to the second question, which won't take too long, but it's once again, an offensive line question, uh, much like last week. So stick around. We'll be right back. When my phone rings, you found someone new.
right, Steelers fans, let's get rolling here with Steelers Stat Geek. We are talking quarterbacks, first-round draft picks, second year in the NFL, how they do, what to expect. That's what we're having with one Kenneth Shane Pickett. So let's see. Let's see what some of the best performances were. Now, when you look at things like yards and touchdowns and things like that, obviously players that started more games will have an advantage. So you got to remember that. But if you want to know, since 2000, who threw for the most yards in their second season after being a first-round draft pick, Patrick Mahomes is, is number one in 2018, over 5,000 yards, 5,097 yards. There's only one other player that threw for 5,000 yards or more, and that was Justin Herbert in 2021. That was in 17 games. He won over 5,000 yards. He was 9-8. and eight. So... Lots of yards, not necessarily the best record to go along with that. Okay, Third place on this list is Joe Burrow with 4,611 yards. So he's the only other one over 4,500 yards. Okay, he with that 10 and 6 on that Super Bowl run. <laughs> then you get into some other big numbers, but not necessarily success on the field. For example, Blake Bortles started 16 games. He went 5-11, and 11, but he's fourth on the list in, yard, in passing yards, 4,428. Just didn't equate to wins. Uh, Deshaun Watson was is next on the list because uh, there's only three more that were over 4,000 yards. It was Deshaun Watson, 4,165. As a reminder, he went 11-5. and five. Trevor Lawrence over 4,000 yards, 4,113. They went 9-8, and eight, made the playoffs last year. And the last one to go over 4,000 yards in their second season after being a first-round draft pick, Jameis Winston, 4,090 yards, 4,090 yards. So what about touchdowns? I think we also know where that one's going to go. That was, once again, 2018 Patrick Mahomes. Threw 50 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. 50 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Um, very good second second season there. Justin Herbert, once again, second on the list. He threw 38 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. Third on that list, although the yards weren't there, is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's second season, my goodness, he had 36 touchdowns to six interceptions. 36 touchdowns to six interceptions. That's That's a good number. That's a, that. That's the best ratio, honestly, of anyone that threw more than more than twenty five touchdowns. I'm not even looking below that because, wow, huh, technically you could be better if you throw two touchdowns and no interceptions. But uh, I'm not going there. So uh, thirty six to six. Uh, Blake Bortles in that season, 2015. I talked about him. He he was uh, thirty five touchdowns to eighteen interceptions. Joe Burrow was thirty four to fourteen. Dante Culpepper in two thousand. Just missed 4,000 yards, 33 touchdowns to 16 interceptions uh, go, while he went 11-5. and five. Uh, Carson Wentz, he had 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions um, when he was 11-2 and two before he got injured. And then Carson Palmer in that, in that uh, season we talked about in 2005, uh, 30, 32 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. So that, those were the, the top players and, and where they were. And that was, that was eight, eight players went over 30, 30 touchdowns. So now, now the question is, when do you get into, like, who, throw the, who threw the most interceptions? 
and had interceptions, more interceptions than touchdowns. Then you're looking at Joey Harrington in 2003 with 22 interceptions, only 17 touchdowns. Baker Mayfield was really close. He had 22 touchdowns to 21 interceptions. So of anyone that threw more than uh, more than 20 touchdowns, um, well, he didn't have more than 20 touchdowns. Um, well, with Joey Harrington, who threw more than 20, there's only a couple that threw more than 20 interceptions. Here's another one that had a bad ratio. You know, most of them had more touchdowns than interceptions. Vince Young did not in 2007. Seven touchdowns to 17 interceptions. Yikes. Uh, yikes. Alex Smith in 2006 that was even, 16 and 16. Okay, but other than that, for the most part, um, David David Carr for Houston in 2003 was uh, 13 interceptions to nine touchdowns. But most of them had a, a, a ratio that was better, that was more touchdowns to interceptions, which is what you want to see um, in those kind of things. So I just thought I'd throw the, some of those numbers out there to you. That's some of the players, you know, first-round draft picks, second season, what do they look like? It's going to be interesting to see where Kenny Pickett falls in this after we look at the 2023 season. Uh, We'll see if he does pretty well. I'm going to go ahead and answer the other question that I had here um, uh, to uh, for for this one. This one came on Twitter. Uh, I'm still looking for questions. I had to reach out to ask for some, um, and luckily I got got enough to do the show. So I really need some some stats questions uh, for moving forward. But this one came from MDibs24. That's at MDibs24. He says, I know there aren't many stats for offensive linemen, but is it possible to find numbers to support any player since the merger being the best lineman in Steelers history? I'm glad you said since the merger because that's what I was going to do anyway. So... I talked about this last week about how the Steelers have had a lot more dominant players as interior offensive linemen than they did at on the ends with at the tackles. If you don't remember this from last week or you didn't catch last week's show, just to give you a little quick overview, the Steelers have had uh, seven they, – they've had seven Pro Bowl – players selected at tackle since the merger. It's like seven seasons where there were a, a player who played tackle was selected to the Pro Bowl versus 39 when it came to the interior offensive line, centers and guards. But when it came to all pros, since the merger, and I don't know that there was one before the merger, Steelers have not had an all-pro tackle. But they've had 21 times they've had an all-pro guard or center. 21. So right there, that you, when you're looking at the best Steelers linemen in history, you're looking interior. You're looking interior. And honestly, I got it narrowed down to five. I'm narrowing it down to five because I was looking for players that had multiple all-pros. I, I'm sorry, that's really the only thing I can do to gauge the greatness of a player. I, I, I'm looking at three things here. Well, okay, sorry. I'm looking at four. Looking at four. I'm looking at all pro. I'm looking at Pro Bowl. I'm looking at Super Bowl wins just because you can't you can't dismiss that. Yes, it's more of a team thing. I get it, but I can't hold that against a player. That, that's got to be something in their favor. But then the other thing I also looked at was how many seasons they played for the Steelers. Now, I'm not counting Pro Bowls or or all pros or anything when they weren't with the Steelers. There's only one player on this list that had Pro Bowls outside of, of, of Pittsburgh. 
of these top of who I have as the top five offensive linemen since the merger. And I'm not going to give them to you in any particular order, but they are Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Alan Fanica, Dermani Dawson, and Mike Webster. I gave them to you in the order, basically reverse order of, of when they were playing. I don't know. I mean, DeCastro and Pouncey were playing roughly the same time. So I could have thrown either one of them. Well, here are the numbers for all these. Marquise Pouncey, he never won a Super Bowl. Didn't even get to play in it because he was injured. That's what stinks. He was all pro twice, pro bowl nine times, played 10 official seasons because there was a year in there where he did not appear in a regular season game, so that didn't count. He got hurt during the preseason. David DeCastro, no Super Bowls either, two-time All-Pro, six Pro Bowls in nine seasons. Believe it or not, the nine seasons is the fewest of any of the players on this list, and that's nine seasons with the Steelers. Then you've got Alan Fanica, one Super Bowl, six All-Pros, seven Pro Bowls, ten seasons, and in the Hall of Fame. He did have two more Pro Bowls after he left the Steelers. So he has nine Pro Bowls, Pro Bowls total, but I'm only looking at the time with the Steelers. Dermonte Dawson, no Super Bowls. No Super Bowl wins, sorry. Wins. These are wins. Um, he did appear at a Super Bowl. Um, six All-Pros, seven Pro Bowls, 13 seasons. Then you have Mike Webster, four Super Bowls, five All-Pros, nine Pro Bowls, 15 seasons with the Steelers. So now, who was the best? Well, this is really tough because of the different eras. I mean, my goodness, Mike Webster was playing in in the mid to late 70s and through the 80s. But then you're talking about both Pouncey and DeCastro, who didn't play until 2010 and beyond. I mean, you're separated by two decades in there, from the end of Mike Webster to the beginning of Marquise Pouncey. It's a different NFL. You know, Mike Webster, he wasn't a very big guy for the for then let alone now. So it, it would just be a different era. Um, to me, if I were going to break this down, I, as much as I want to say Mike Webster is the Steelers' best offensive lineman, I, could, I know I could give him the award of being the most decorated, the most decorated offensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, four Super Bowls, five All-Pros, nine Pro Bowls. You are talking about 18 recognitions in 15 seasons. And of course, you know, some of those were multiple things in one season, but just, just stacking them up in that way. So to me, having the, having the Super Bowls really gives him an advantage. And if you think that makes him the best, I would not argue with you. But I also got to look at Alan Fanica. Got the one Super Bowl win. Got the six All-Pros and the seven Pro Bowls with the Steelers. And that was in 10 seasons with the Steelers. 10 seasons. So that really does say something. Um, I mean, Dermani Dawson, the only thing that he doesn't have for him was the Super Bowl. So, I mean, to me, those those are the top three. They're all in the Hall of Fame with Pouncey and DeCastro right there. I mean, Pouncey had nine Pro Bowls in 10 seasons. The only seasons he did not make the Pro Bowl was the two seasons due to injury. One of them, he played none and didn't count as a year. The other one, he played eight snaps. That was it. So then maybe we should ding David DeCastro because he's the one who took Pouncey out of that play that cost him the season. So if you talk about if he played for the season, Marquise Pouncey made the Pro Bowl. Now, some people don't put as much in Pro Bowl. They think it's a popularity contest. Oh, fans vote for it. But the players and coaches vote, and it counts for more. But it is voting. 
but also Pouncey and DeCastro don't have the all pros that these other guys have. So to me, I'm I'm leaning towards. I mean, it's really a toss up between Fanica and Webster with Dawson right there. It's a, it's a tough question, but to me, if if I had to go with with the three best interior offensive linemen in Steelers history, and I'm going with three because you have three, that's what you would have in your starting lineup. I'm going with Webster, Fanica, and Dawson as those three. And I'm not – luckily, I don't have to say who who is which one. Then you're like, what about tackles? Ooh, that's that's tough because, I mean, my goodness, out of those seven seven Pro Bowls that the Steelers had at tackle, one of them was Alan Fanica when he had to slide out the tackle um, one season. To me, I would say even though someone like Alejandro Villanueva had two Pro Bowls, I, I don't know that I'd put him up there. To me, I would say Tunch Ilkin and Larry Brown. I would put as if if I had to to pick the two best tackles. So that's why there's still there, there's an opening here for a player like Broderick Jones to really make an impact. I don't want to put the pressure on him too much before he's even taking a snap. But there's an opportunity for him to really make an impact as a premier tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers for his career. So that hopefully that answered that question. I want to thank you all for the questions. I need questions. At STLR Superfan Dad on Twitter, STLR Superfan Dad at gmail.com. Send me the stats questions. I want to know what you all want to hear so I can give you the right information rather than me just talk about numbers that you're like, man, why do you even care about that? I want to know what you care about because I'm trying to do this. This is for you. This really is for you. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for checking out. Hopefully, you're checking out all the other shows here on the Steel Curtain Network. Uh, some really great stuff. I know there, there was not a Steel City Insider podcast this week. Really missed that one, but that's all right. Uh, last night, you, you still had a curtain call. And I already mentioned yesterday's Let's Ride. And make sure you're tuned in that uh, later today, you'll get uh, what Yin's talking about. And then the Steelers preview tonight with myself and Jeff and Brian. And we've got we've got the regular content coming to you. Hopefully, you're a regular listener and kind of know our schedule by now. And if you're not, why aren't you? I think you should be. I think you should be checking out a lot of the content. Sure, I understand that you like some shows more than others, but and if this is one of those shows, uh, wow, thanks uh, that because uh, that it's not, definitely not for everyone. But I enjoy doing it, so hopefully you enjoy listening to it. Also, make sure you're checking out Fans First Sports Network. I personally subscribe to the Fans First Sports Network NFL feed because I I don't miss KT Smith's show um, that he does for the national feed just because I could listen to him talk football, whether it's Steelers or, or, or other teams at all. I could listen to him all the time. So I, I also make sure I'm checking that out. Um you could if you could look for that. I think it's FFSN underscore NFL. I might have got that wrong for Twitter, um, but you could just search um, FFSN and uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can get that stuff. And of course, you know, check out behindthesteelcurtain.com. That website still exists. I'm still putting out content, um, and as the rest of us are in written word, lots of news and stuff going on there. Whoo, it's rolling on. It's it's that time of year. We we know what's going on with the Steelers. We they, they still don't have all ninety players on the ninety man roster, but they'll get there. 
uh, before you know it, we're we're going to be talking about camp battles because we're actually going to, to to be hearing about camp battles going on, or even seeing them if you're someone who can make it to Latrobe. So thanks for for all the information. Please, please, please shoot me questions. I, I really would like them. And as I always say to finish these out, thanks for geeking out. Thank you.